0: Welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, Off Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds, and in this episode, non tabletop topics as well. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher.
1: I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. Today we're going to talk about some game stuff, but also other things that we've been talking about that have been taking up our time lately. We'll talk Easter and Passover, we'll touch on longing for new games that have yet to be released, and we may even talk some about Animal Crossing and Tiger King. Basically, we're just going to start talking and see where this episode takes us.
2: But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, the SGC, and the Gift of Games in Grayslake, Illinois. And a thank you to all of our other patrons as well, many of whom are in our chat right now. Yeah. So this is where an applause would happen, but we're applauding for you. Hold on.
1: (laughs) We muted them all.
2: (laughs) We muted everybody. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this is our first time doing this, and that's why we're doing Tangent Talk today, which is definitely the name of the episode. (laughs) Um, just to make sure we iron out all the kinks and stuff next week, we will be talking about online role-playing games, playing games remotely. Um, but this week we're just going to talk about all kinds of stuff that we've been, we've been going on a lot of tangents lately. So I'm like, let's just get it all out of our system.
1: (laughs) It's a nice way to say I've been taking us down a lot of tangents lately.
2: Uh, Maybe. (laughs) So what did you guys do for Easter?
1: I stayed home. (laughs) (laughs) as (laughs)
2: <laughs> as <laughs> did you ordered by egg? the governor <laughs> did you do easter egg hunt
1: um yes we um the easter bunny came and visited our house um we hide real eggs we do not believe in plastic eggs filled with candy in this house right there um so we had about a dozen eggs or the easter bunny had a dozen eggs at our house and player three loved 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 finding the easter eggs he was super into it this year. Like, this is the most excited he will ever be about an egg hunt.
2: <laughs> yeah. Zachary's just too yeah, little. He's,
1: little. he's yeah. not going to get it yet. Next year will be really fun, though.
2: Yeah. So he's 15 months right now. Next year, though, he'll be, you know, well over two, and just finding eggs will be a big thing. We'll probably, I loved as a kid, like, decorating Easter eggs. Like, soaking, like, everything smells like vinegar and, you have colors all over the table and stuff.
1: Last year, Player 3 tried to drink all of the egg dye. Um, (laughs) And because I was not present, he succeeded in drinking quite a bit of egg dye, because my sisters thought it was funny. Um, I guess it's non-toxic. It's just gross.
2: (laughs) It's not. I mean, do they still use vinegar? Yeah. Yeah. Vinegar's not bad for you.
1: So it's vinegar and water and, you know, not great to eat dye, but not going to murder you dye. But this year he was very excited. He put all of the eggs in different colors and he's like, no, I'm done. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Did not care about taking them back out again. He was just excited that he knows colors. That's pretty fun. It's a fun age that he's at.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Zachary has a couple pseudo words his one word hi that he, he uses appropriately <laughs> and then i'm calling it bless you but anytime you sneeze he does the "ah," uh, and that's his bless you um so and he's always oh, he's, now he's at oh as well which i have no idea where he came from but it's "uh oh with a the biggest oh face oh he's <laughs> like all right well if there's a word you're gonna use we'll use it
0: rachel from the chat room but. wants to know if if player three had weird color poops afterward
1: um, not that I recall.
0: Oh man, that would have been They're great. They are all like weird. Tie
1: dye, tie dye
0: poop. <laughs> Though I guess if you
1: um, mix all the colors together, be brown diapers. anyway. Yeah.
2: Uh, colors show up in that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Growing up, we had a dog that would eat crayons, and that was always an adventure.
2: Yeah. So mandarin oranges apparently they don't oh. all digest, <laughs> so you get mandarin oranges bits on the way out as well. Yeah, Great. Like but quiet. he loves them. Tabletop poop talk. So. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: this is enough poop. Um, <laughs> the Easter Bunny brought me um, a new mug that has a K on it. And then there's also this mug that has an S on it, which stands for secretly also for Kitty. So. Uh,
2: I like that. It's definitely not Spencer. It's secretly also no, for Kitty.
1: Secretly also Kitty's mug.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
1: I like them because Fle- they're huge, which is exactly the reason Spencer's like, that one can be yours, too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Fletcher, Easter Bunny, hide anything for you?
0: Nope. Not for me. I did get a surprise delivery of the Final Fantasy VII Remake on Sunday, oh. which I wasn't expecting it to come until later. So I just sat down and played 10 hours of that. And uh, that was lots of fun. <laughs> nice. So that's how I spent my Easter
2: that's that's a good way as any i honestly easter for us basically just came and went as any other sunday and i didn't yeah. even i mean i knew it was easter but i'm just like eh, holidays when you're just kind of by yourself and your wife is jewish so she would do passover but passover is like the family gets together and does passover whatever passover does <laughs> Whatever yeah, I've, done like, fo- <laughs> <does>. <laughs> I've done, like four. I've done like four. I'm I'm offending the world right now. I know. Well, at least one or two percent. Haven't of it. you seen the Prince um, of
0: Egypt?
1: <laughs> Such a good movie. Well,
2: it is an interesting dinner, though. I, and so I'm doing all. Sydney's mom is very religious, so we do There's all these holidays shake. with her. <laughs> and all the foods that they don't like, I actually do like. So. Whatever the matzah and like, uh, what is it, horserad- horseradish or whatever?
0: Oh yeah. Oh,
2: so I just eat the- that.
1: One time, I got oh, a bunch oh. of people to eat like a chunk of horseradish by betting somebody a dollar. Like it was like a like a quarter sized piece of horseradish, and so he ate it, and all of the other guys thought it was like. Such a hilarious bit that they all ate it without me having to bet them. And it was one of the best dollars I ever spent because watching <laughs> like a whole bunch of 16 year old dudes trying to eat chunks of horseradish, very entertaining.
2: I did that in Brazil. They thought it was, there was like wasabi and it was just like restaurant wasabi. So it's not very potent. And someone's like, oh, if you eat that whole thing, I'll give you whatever amount of mu-. it. Did not matter. It's like, oh, you don't think I will eat this? <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> So it was wasabi and wine that night.
1: Well, apparently all wasabi is actually just horseradish, unless you're like in Japan. Yeah, getting, when like, I was really in Japan, sushi in
2: Japan, you get fresh wasabi like from the root, um, and that stuff was very potent.
1: Yeah, everywhere else it's just dyed green horseradish.
2: Yeah, yep. But but yeah, so we didn't end up doing a zayder eyes. So Seder over Zoom this year, um, although I'm certain that Sydney's mom would have jumped at the chance had we suggested it, but she's new <laughs> enough to Zoom where she didn't suggest it. But what Sydney did do was went to a Zoom bar mitzvah, like <laughs> between, I think between now and last week, sometime this week has been forever, um, which was like 40 people trying to figure out who should be on mute and who shouldn't be. Um and the rabbi was like, okay, I'm going to unmute everyone. If you have any questions, you can talk. He's like, oh, wait, wait. I'm going to mute everyone. Unmute yourself if you want to have a question. So the We've apocalypse been doing,
1: is we nice. doing um, church via Zoom. And it's, it sounds very similar. Right, now everyone's on mute. Oh, shoot. I yeah. have to take the readers off mute. Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> and it's just a fun navigating technology. We tried to incorporate music this week. And um, a few unfortunate people didn't get muted. <laughs> while they tried to sing and it was so <laughs> it was it was a very fun experience i will yeah, say you that. almost need like a designated
2: <laughs> um like you can do the ceremonies over zoom you just need someone designated okay. to handle who's muting who's unmuting and handling all of that stuff so the person that's like talking whatever the, they're t- doing the
1: celebrant doesn't need to be taking care of that as well it's just one more thing on their plate
2: <laughs> yeah so um but yeah i think that It it was still an interesting holiday. I'm looking forward to next year's holidays more because I think having a newborn infant one year old, it it's okay. Um, especially if you're going to visit extended family. Once next year's around and he's old enough to like know what's going on, then it's so much more more fun. Um speaking of which, I don't know that I've announced this on the podcast yet. Um, but we will have our second child in September.
1: Yeah, I think you're crazy.
2: Yay. <laughs> Congratulations.
1: <laughs> so close together.
2: <laughs> um, it was it was intentional. We wanted to be as close together as possible. Um, not that Whew. we are looking forward to having two in diapers, but we're looking forward to having the minimum amount of calendar time where we have to deal with diapers. So we already know this one's a girl. Um, we do early genetic testing for Just all kinds of different reasons. Um, The first one, because Sydney's Jewish, and there's some crazy, bad Jewish stuff that can happen. Um, Everything's fine. (laughs) No, 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 there is. It's like, look it up. up. It's
1: it's not what you said, it's how you said it.
2: I know. All right, all right. I'm just saying, there's something bad out there, and we wanted to make sure. that Yeah. neo nazis <laughs> <But>, yeah
0: <laughs> got to get rid of all these neo nazis in, the bl- <laughs> in the genetic code
2: <laughs> anyway one of the advantages of that is finding out that the gender up front um and we're we're into the gender rede- reveal and baby announcement at the same time thing um we're holding off on the name although we've had the name since Zachary was conceived so yeah
1: same <laughs> i know like, the name but no one else does
2: yeah I think. So we get to finally use the name, <laughs> um, but yeah. So we're looking for that. Thank you, everyone who's saying say ingratu- congratulations right now. Um, that was, you know, the microphone did that, not the wine. So anyway, <laughs> 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 um, Kitty, how's your uh, how's 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 Animal Crossing?
1: Um, well, I completed all of the Bunny Day. Crafting projects, did you get into any of that? I know you purchased <laughs> Animal Crossing now.
2: Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I wanted to get and I've said this before, if I don't like something, or I don't think I'm gonna like something, but everyone else does. I have to give it a try to make sure that I don't like it for the right reasons, not just because everyone likes this, therefore I'm not gonna like it. Um, and all the things I don't like about Animal Crossing are still there, all of them. However, I'm approaching it differently. I'm not trying to collect anything, which is a very low stress way to play. But I'm yeah. also cheating. Um, Are <laughs> so you time hopping? Sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of. Let me let me justify it though. Cheater. So I I went to some like CNET thing, and they're like, okay, so if you're going to get the game now, and you're going to do any kind of time jumping, just set the clock back like two weeks, so you can play forward to the current date. And then you can just stay there. So you've caught up with your friends, but you don't you're not jumping forward or anything. So that's essentially what I'm doing is I backed it up for two weeks so that I can play with my friends in a few minutes. Uh, Timothy's shaming me, Tim. Um but I just You deserve shame. shame. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to hide it, but I would have missed all the bunny day <laughs> stuff. Um, but I don't know that I would have minded missing it because I'm like, crafting oh, crafting's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, but um the only thing you get for crafting all of the things is like, oh, the ability to craft more things. So.
2: Yes. There was yeah. just a
1: lot of crafting. I just did all the recipes mostly because um, I kept getting eggs. Like if you're just playing the game as normal, you end up with all of these Easter eggs. And it's like, oh, I might as well make the things out of them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you get something special for making everything like the bunny promised?
1: Um, So you get a recipe to make. Uh, When the bunny shows up, you get the arch recipe, and then you get a recipe to make a doll of Zipper the bunny, which is like, great, now I can remember how creepy you are all year round. (laughs) Um, And then you get a recipe to make a wand, so then you have to try to collect star fragments, have you come across this yet? Oh,
2: the falling star things? Yeah,
1: Um, which I never play at night because I have a child, so... (laughs) um, I don't have any, so it's just a wand that lets you like change your outfit quickly. Yeah, I think is what it does. But
2: yeah, I think I have the the recipe.
1: I got it all. Completionist. I
2: I did try to find it in physical form. I couldn't, so I downloaded it. And I think in the end, I will play it casually because I have so many people I know are playing it that there's that community thing. So I need to visit your island. I'm missing one fruit. I don't know which one it is.
1: Did you plant one of your native fruits? Because that's what I was missing for a while. I was like, how am I missing one fruit? But it was my uh, native island
2: fruit. Maybe I need to do that.
1: Yeah. You might just have to plant be. your native island fruit on your island, which seems counterintuitive. But it's how you get your last stamp. I found bamboo.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So now I have bamboo. I don't have anything to do with it, but I have some now.
1: It's just decorative. Yeah. You can I'm- craft with it the same way you can with wood.
2: I just need recipes, though, I think.
1: Yeah. You'll get them but, eventually. Yep. If you go visit your neighbors while they're inside their house, sometimes they're crafting and they'll give you recipes. It's a good way to get recipes.
2: Oh, I'm very antisocial. My neighbors <laughs> are always running up to me like, Chris, Chris, stop ignoring me. And I'm like, no, I don't have time right now. And then as far as the owl's concerned, I can't stand talking to that thing. Player so I just three stack,
1: hates the owl.
2: I just stack everything outside the museum until I'm like, enough where I can just go in and dump everything all at once. And I have to talk to him like once every 20 items. So Um,
1: player three hates the owl, but he loves the museum. And whenever I play it, he calls him mama's game. So I play mama's game. And we started up (laughs) and he wants to go look at the T-Rex. And that's all he just wants to like wander this virtual museum. And it's adorable, but really.
2: (laughs) Um, Fletcher, have you played this at all?
0: No, I have not. Uh, I'm not super really interested in playing it either.
2: (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. And the other thing I will say, we're not going to talk about this long, um, because otherwise I just spoil the whole thing so that no one ever has to watch this. Tiger King is just pure horrible. It's just the worst thing. The worst thing ever.
1: It's so good. No. (laughs) It's like, how many did you watch the whole thing?
2: Yeah, I watched the whole thing.
1: How could you watch the whole thing and not?
2: Because, again, I can't dislike something unless if – if I could unwatch something, it would be on the top of my list.
1: People in the chat are agreeing with me. <laughs> Tiger King is entertaining.
2: And it, all right. I will give you that Rachel it is – Rachel wants to is... know
1: why you didn't like it.
2: <sighs> okay. So, the same reason – and maybe I'm in the minority here. But you know how when you are driving by a car accident and everyone slows down to look at what happened? I don't slow down to look at what happened. It's not my business. I, I just keep going. Um this started when I was like in high school in the OJ Simpson trial. It's like everyone's fascinated by this. I'm like, it's not <laughs> why does it, why is that fascinating? Why is anyone paying attention to this? It makes no sense to me. Um, now Tiger King I'm gonna go with Tim on here. It's trashy. Yeah. Um <laughs> it just it's just pure trash. And and I'm not saying it's not entertaining. I definitely I watched it. And I wanted to know how it ended, but it was also a kind of an unsatisfying ending as well.
1: It was, I don't know. It was a very interesting story and it was sad. And, um, I do think that Netflix kind of glossed over the fact that this was definitely all fueled by meth. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, the guy always, yeah. Oh, I guess really? they did talk about it early on.
1: It, yeah. I feel like there, there was not a lot of addressing yeah. that one. Um, but I do think it was just, like, a side of the world that was so bizarre and out there that I never would have known about without this show. I don't know. I see uh, the, maybe I could have lived a long and happy life without ever knowing about, but now I'm like, hmm, this was interesting.
2: <laughs> the people in the show were the type of people that, when I was growing up, like, when we're talking pre-high school, um, those were the type of people my father just hanged out with. Like, that was that was my childhood. Do they so own maybe exotic that's animals? also
0: I'm not like well I'm not saying
2: I'm not saying <laughs> that there weren't exotic animals involved there were not entire people running zoos um but the backdrop of the zoo was just that was not the that was not the story part of it it was just the so backdrop So you're saying that it hit too setting. close
0: to home for you is that what you're saying Chris
2: I'm saying that it was yes maybe I was not as fascinated <sighs> by the characters as other people would be You're like I'm I know that like, guy already oh, I've met him. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty close. I will say, though, it was very, very well produced. That's Mm -hmm. the one thing I was kind of like shocked, not necessarily shocked by, but impressed by, that it was a very well produced. I I don't know if it was a documentary or not. Um, And I almost felt like they were skipping around in time. They were doing the whole time skip thing, which was also interesting. I'm like, all right, I've not seen something like this because really this was a reality show inside of a documentary with yeah. right now happening, but here's everything you're watching is basically in the past to lead you to the now. Yeah. So I thought
1: the storytelling was really well done.
2: Yeah. All um, right.
1: But I really enjoy uh, crazy documentaries of all kinds. I will watch pretty much anything like that. Um, I loved Cheer. That was great. What? I liked Cheer. Yeah, I watch much more murdery documentaries more oh. so uh,
2: actually that might be another <laughs> thing too is I don't like um because I know in podcasting uh true murder true, true crime, crime is reg-
1: huge
2: yeah and that is completely everything everything true crime just annoys me so much it's like it's not my business I don't need to focus on this stuff because it's just all you start to think about and everyone becomes a murderer when that's all you watch I don't think like that's the,
1: that I that the true. name of another true <laughs> crime.
0: Everyone's a murderer. <laughs> Everyone's
2: a mur- <laughs> that's my true crime podcast. Everyone's a murderer.
1: I'm enjoying that our uh, chat over here is much more about board games than our <laughs> podcast I know. this I know. week. <laughs>
2: I know. I'm trying Jerry's to, just like, to like, so- jump in. <laughs> Jerry's like, I'm just going to start a side conversation actually about games, <laughs> 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 which is is really is the tangent right now because. The whole episode is tangents. Um, but no, to talk about games. So I definitely want to talk a little bit about games. Origins has been um, postponed, which I think is news that's happened since the last episode. We definitely
1: haven't covered it on the show.
2: Yeah. So it is being moved from what was it, originally June into October, which is actually cool because there's not that many uh, conventions that late in the season normally. Well, it'll compete a little bit with Essen, but Essen's normally late October and this is early. Um, Gen Con is up in the air right now. So it's still like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still planning on being there. Everything is on track. But if we are being realistic, I don't know that a 70,000 person convention in small town Indianapolis is actually going to happen by early August. Or a good idea. (laughs) So, and since it's so late in the season, if they do end up postponing it, I don't know that they are going to just still do it. I think it might just be a reschedule or a cancel. So, right now, I say, I'll be there, probably be wearing some kind of meeple face mask, but (laughs) I'll I'll be there. You
1: get me the fabric, I'll make it for you.
2: Maybe I will. Then you have to get it to me in a sanitary way, but I got to get you your bassinet, so... Yeah. Yeah. So those who don't know, um, Kitty loaned us her bassinet when Zachary was born, and now she needs it back because she's going to give birth three months before we are. But we can't see each other because we're in quarantine, so you might have to buy a new bassinet.
1: Honestly, it wasn't that expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe now this is my excuse to go get the really nice bassinet I didn't get last time.
0: If there is only a way to send something to somebody without actually visiting them personally.
2: <laughs> to be
1: fair, uh, it is fairly bulky. Like it breaks down, but like not that much.
2: Um yeah, it is. Would, it's yeah. <laughs> it it only it breaks in half just so that the bottom part can be unstable. <laughs> Cuz like the floor of the bassinet is always like it doesn't sit even with the two sides because it folds in half. Uh, you just have to be there. Um, so Rachel <laughs> yeah. asked me if I think that she killed her husband. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. He, t- he
1: tiger food. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but she yeah, also wants uh, to know if you're
1: going to ding dong ditch my bassinet. I might. We talked about it.
2: Yeah. What? We're, I got we're a an hour ditch away.
1: Coffee. Delivery today, which was yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah, we're a two-hour round trip, so it's it's also kind of nice to just get out of the house and drive. So maybe next weekend uh, we'll come down, just like an early drive down there and back. Because it should be nicer, we can drive with the windows down, there won't be any traffic on the roads.
1: Just enjoy being out of the house for just two hours.
2: En- yeah, because being in the house is driving us crazy and every once in a while we have a nice day and we go on like double walks and then today it's like 40 again double walk
1: today was cold though it was cold here did not enjoy
0: Uh, yeah it was really cold i didn't like that what's with the weather why is it so cold
1: because we live in chicago so spring just means half the days are summer and half the days are winter (laughs) spring
0: just means more winter
1: (laughs) no it's like half and half it's half Half winter, half summer. But, like, spring is not a temperature. Spring is, like, flipping okay. back and forth until suddenly you're like, hey, it hasn't been winter in a while.
2: <laughs> so when we say cold in Chicago, we're talking 40s right now.
1: Cold for yeah. spring.
2: Yeah, it's cold for spring. It's, um, it's I 38 mean, right yeah, now. Cold in the winter. To my watch. Yeah. So what is but the temperature like in 25 Texas 25, right now? Because it
1: was super windy.
2: Any, anyone know the temperature in Texas? I'm going to look this up, but Rachel asked. She says it's cold in Texas. said
0: it was, like, it was like low eighties,
1: sixty-five. In
0: <laughs> oh,
2: so the other day it was sixty-five, and we were out in t-shirts and sweating. Yeah, yeah. Oh Texans, I include Fletcher in that. Yep. <laughs> but, Fletcher's only right.
1: half Texan though, because he knows that he knows what cold really is now after living in Chicago for a few winters. No, I'm full <laughs> Texan.
0: Let me tell you. I still complain about the cold.
1: Do you still hate it when it gets under 40?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just used to it now. <laughs> I have always lived in the Midwest. So Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin. And I have always hated the winter. I hate the winter. I hate snow. I don't like any activities in the snow. Everything about it I hate. I don't belong in this particular zone of weather. Climate, but Climate is what it's called. All of my friends and family are there. So, actually, maybe with Zoom, I'm realizing I don't actually need to live next to you people. <laughs> I can no. just leave.
1: We have. Even go been to San gaming. Diego and stay it's all the
2: more. Time. <laughs> yeah. I could move to Texas. Exactly. It's like, I don't, I could be anywhere. I don't know if Texas would be my first choice. Um, I do have a friend in Austin. And I liked, uh, Austin's actually very small, though. Might be, oh, I might have gotten, small. what? It's, per, it's pretty small. It's like, grand Rapids
0: size no no it's not austin is a million people
2: really yes it feels small maybe it's because i've only ever been to one spot in austin
1: i also think it's because, oh, it, like,
2: yeah that it's one little spot you went to there scene. weren't a lot of people there <laughs> it was downtown austin though well, no, where like, is everybody
1: like... <laughs> 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 but like i feel like A lot of southern and western cities are much more spread out and sprawly than Chicago is. Chicago is very skyscrapery. And, like, the only city that I have been to that feels like, oh, this is a city the way Chicago feels like a city, is New York. And if those (laughs) are, like, your, you know...
2: New York is even more, like, stick
1: Then you're gonna measure everything weird.
2: Yeah, I think Chicago has all the skyscrapers and the skylines that New York has. New York is claustrophobic, though, because it's everything's just on top of you. Because that's um, all there
1: is in New York. <laughs> yeah. Whereas it's really just the loop in Chicago. All
2: right. And then so the rest awesome. of
1: Chicago sprawls out for much, much further than people think Chicago exists.
0: Yeah, it just keeps yeah. going.
1: Yeah. Especially south. Oh, my gosh. It yeah, just like, keeps Wait, going. there's still
0: more Chicago there? Yep. Is this Chicago? Actually, no, this is now
2: Indiana, but just over the border. Now is we're in Indiana, but
1: it's still kind of Chicago. <laughs> That's
2: true. <laughs> so there's, there's a number of chats and I'm really just going to encourage everybody to get on the chat because this is going to be good. But, um, <laughs> and because this is tangent talk, I get to do this. So Joe is playing tapestry. Are you, are you playing solo or are you playing with somebody else? because I'm just going to throw that question out there. He'll answer in the chat. We'll we'll revisit this in a second. We're going to watch Joe's tapestry game as we play through, as we talk through the thing. (laughs) Um, All right, so he's playing solo against the AI, I'm assuming, and he's losing 37 to 24 after two errors right now. So this is going to be like our Super Bowl. It's Joe's (laughs) solo tapestry play. So this just in. Um, So yeah, anyway, game stuff. I do want to talk about some game stuff, because more and more things are getting delayed Um, And I think this is kind of an event, but it's also kind of a question. So entertainment, and let's rephrase this, supply line (laughs) stuff. And what is considered essential and non-essential at this point? Early on, I get it. Early on, when you first start, essential items are a little different. But I'm wondering, entertainment items. This could be toys. This could be games. This could be um, pretty much anything that says, hey, I want to stay sane in my house. These are still deemed non-essential items, so much so that supply chains for those things have been completely shut down. Um, m- I think all of the game distributors in the U.S., or most of, have stopped shipping anything. And to a certain point, I'm like, I get it to start with. Like I say, there's there's definitely essential items. But on the same Real side, I'm like, entertainment. I don't... Well, I, I just think, think- that...
1: This is go like ahead. digital's fault. We have so much access to digital entertainment that it seems less essential than it would have even, you know, 20, 30 years ago to make entertainment available to everyone. But now that like movies that are supposed to be coming out in theaters are being streamed directly to people's homes and if you want to play a board game that badly, you can go on Steam and buy the digital version and You know, if you want to play a game with your friends, you can't get together with your friends. So Jackbox party games or something (laughs) else you can play over the internet are uh, replacing a lot of the physical games that we would expect to have.
2: All I know is I'm really angry with Fantasy Flight right now. And not actually Fantasy Flight. (laughs) I'm really angry with Asmodee. Because Asmodee owns Fantasy Flight, and they handle the distribution in North America America directly. Arkham Horror the card game. They release a core set. And then they get released six packs to create a full campaign. They released five packs the week <laughs> before they were going to release the six pack. They're like, no, 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 we're going to delay that for two and a half months. So we are in the middle of a campaign, not even the middle. We're at the very last scenario of a campaign and cannot finish it because it's delayed. And I realize there are way, way worse problems in the world, way worse problems. But like, that's just getting what- on my tiny violin. <laughs> I know, I know, I <laughs> know. No, no, no. I'm not trying to say that it's. I was like, oh, Can you hear it? Can you hear it? <laughs> Let me get closer Hello. to the microphone. I get it. I'll, all I'm saying is it brought it to my attention of, well, wait a minute. There's a lot of things that are like this. And like all kinds of games are getting delayed. And I'm just wondering, is that like the right thing to do in a prolonged situation? If we get to the end of April and we're like, okay, now everyone locked down through May. Is everything still going to shut down? Or do we start opening things up? And I don't know if this is economics or political or what. It's just its just something I was thinking about. I'm curious as to what your guys' thoughts are on it. Um, I mean,
1: <laughs> I think, you know, the health and safety of our game industry workers is more important than you getting your games on time, Chris. I'm sorry.
2: No, no, no. It's not about me. It's about the world.
1: I was using you as a representative of the world, but yeah. sure. I still think, you know, then like we talked about sometimes. before, there's so many games worth revisiting. There's so many games that we already own worth playing. It's not like we um, are, you know, going to run out of entertainment from these games we have on our shelves. Maybe They don't get used up, unless maybe <laughs> the only games you have are legacy well, games that can't be replayed. But even sure. now, most legacy games... At the end, you know, the goal at the end is to have a replayable, customized version of the game. Yeah. So yeah,
2: and, well, I mean, and I'm not thinking me again. I I get it. I will live. You're I a will, representative,
1: I- though. I think there are, you know, if we're making this argument that this is essential, it's because people out there like you putting, you know, even if this isn't your true feeling, the like scenario you put forward of you. Is so, what we are arguing against, I guess. I don't know.
2: This this is actually why I love live chat. So we're going to read some of the, the comments here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so Rachel, Timothy, Dave. Um, Timothy, I'm just going to call you Timothy until you change your name to Tim. Um, just right click <laughs> on your name and go to more and you can He's change on an the name. It's
1: too hard. <laughs> it <you> go. Just
2: <laughs> click on participants. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so... The question uh, is posed, how long does it have to go before entertainment becomes essential again? And I would argue that at some point, entertainment has to become essential. Like, we are... We need to be entertained as human beings. Um, I don't think we're there yet, so that's um, a thing, but... Um, so, I like Dave's comment. Obviously, supplies for public and personal health are essential, but I think whether whatever helps mental health could also be considered essential. Um, again, I mean, I don't think I was going to Dog on Cards Against Humanity, but quite honestly, if that makes you happy, that I'm I'm pro that even right. Um, (laughs) I know. Um, Rachel mentioned buying a bunch of of sewing supplies. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Buying a bunch of sewing supplies. His opinion
1: on Cards Against Humanity.
2: I get it in every five or six episodes. Um, but Rachel bought, like, stocked up on sewing plies. And I've done this, too. I, I'm I'm actually still able, order, able to order paints. And I started painting this week again. So that's good. Um, and there are
1: a lot of, um, I've noticed, smaller crafting companies are still... Because I think they're such small operations. As long as they still have stock, they're still shipping out. Because it's like... I don't have to worry about social isolation because my company is one person.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that's where we're getting to, sir. Um, so, Timothy, I guess people could argue that anything is essential. Where do you draw the line? So that's that's true. You got to draw somewhere. Um, and then I like this one uh, again, Rachel. I agree that health is more important, but depending on how long the lockdown goes on, it could cause many of these companies to go under. And this one is the one that I'm kind of really um, getting to. Is this is this is rough, like, this is the worst health outbreak, social, health catastrophe we've had in literally a hundred years, right? Um, Since the Spanish flu, nothing has even come close to this severe. And it is really, really bad, but at the same time, we have to find ways, like, I'm working from home, Fletcher's working from home, Um, Spencer's working from home, like, we have jobs that we're able to work remotely, and apparently, that's one-third of the population that, that can do this. Um, And which is not a huge amount. So the more people that we can get continuing to be able to work and obviously taking safety precautions and stuff, the better. And I think that shutting down these supply lines is temporarily fine. Don't have any disagreement with that. But I think that it is one of those things where it's like, you know, we need to get this starting to flow again just so people can have work, livelihood, something to look forward to, something to... I don't know, spend money on and make money from. So, anyway, I I just, there's... It's a really complicated issue, and I just, not having my sixth pack of Arkham Horror made me start thinking about it. I'm going to be quiet now. Um, <laughs> what is and it, is it you wine. know,
1: in some of these cases, though, it's not just up to, like, the company. There's also supply chains that, like, you know, the these board game companies, something they're not making their own plastic cubes necessarily. They're buying them from a plastic cube factory and that kind of stuff. And, you know, the more pieces there are to the puzzle, the harder it becomes to decide like which part of this is essential, which part is not, you know, the person making the cubes is essential, but maybe the person who makes the cardboard boxes is not. And now you have to, you know, the, even though 90% of the company might still be functioning, that last 10% where they're trying to get things out of the supply chain could still be holding them up. And yeah. until everyone has kind of been giving, given the all clear, there might still be breakdowns that these companies can't control.
2: Yeah. Well, Michael mentioned the flags as well, too, right? So Gift of Games, which we mentioned at the top of every show, um he's not open. He's not open for curbside. He's not open at all because I think he can do a little bit if he's selling inventory he has, he can sell it online, um, but he's not getting anything new because yeah. there's just nothing new to sell. So you have a lot of these small businesses that are in really hurting and the federal government is doing basically everything they can to try to keep small businesses afloat. It's just it's such a huge task that and you're—they're trying to literally do it in like a week. Pass a bill, fund you know thousands of small businesses, and coordinate that with all of the banks and stuff. It's just like it can't happen fast enough. So I don't know. This is not tabletop corvid coron- I don't even know what the virus is anymore. Wow.
0: <laughs> Hold up your
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's it's I still think it's existing. Also-
1: a lot of the um, supply chain here comes from China. Yeah. So, yep. you know, we'll see how that goes. It. This is not an economics podcast. I should stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I think we listen to, between the three of us, we probably listen to a lot of different types of podcasts. And it seems like every podcast, I've actually stopped listening to a lot of my um, economics ones, and political ones and stuff, because it's just the same thing over and over and over. I'll chime in every once in a while. But yeah, it's, it's it makes it interesting to think about all of the things that are affected. But I just want our games back. I want to be able to play games and have fun. So Tim asks, have we been playing games remotely with people? Any good recommendations? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I want to talk about my painting. Um... And this, is, this matches. This goes with it. Right, so sure. last week I talked about Cthulhu yes, Death May Die. But first. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is related, I promise. Um, which is... So Cthulhu Death May Die is fast... Well, it's definitely on my top 10 games of all time right now. And it's, it is getting near... It might be number three right now. It is that good. I love this game. And so I played it remotely with Jen uh, two weeks ago. And I played it remotely with... Um, Sarah and Martin, who are East Coast friends, who we used to play Gloomhaven with. Neither of them have this game, but it's a co-op game, so we were able to play it, put the cameras up, set it up. We had a blast. Like this, It was so easy to play. Uh, I think they're going to buy a copy so that they can mirror what we have, and then we just play the same game in two different places, and then we just have one common draw pile. So we'll draw this. It's like, okay, this is the card you drew. They find it in their stack, and then do what they're going to do with it. Um, But it's so good. And you can get it on Amazon. It still exists. It's not super cheap. It's 70 bucks, but for a Simon game with a lot of miniatures in it, um, it's not terrible. And the miniatures are not... It's not miniatures for miniature's sake. Like, they're all good. They're nice quality. Um, only what you need. It's not just throwing a bunch of stuff in the box. Uh, but this game is really, really good. Also... Um, I want to I'm gonna ask because it's being talked about roll and rights for online, which I think are great and I don't I haven't played enough of them to be able to suggest anything besides Railroad Inc because I think that's my like <laughs> front runner.
1: That is your favorite for sure.
2: Uh, it's so much fun. Um, so if anyone has... I just don't
1: like it because I lost. Well, that's
2: <laughs> true. Uh, but if anyone has ideas for roll and rights, I would love to hear them because I want... Sydney's doing, like... She's Yahtzee. setting up... <laughs> game, not Yahtzee. Not Yahtzee. It wasn't me, it was Rachel. Rachel Yahtzee. Not Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney's setting up a Friday game um, Zoom for her work, for her department. And I'm like, you should do a roll and write because it's it's casual, anybody can get into it. And so it has to be kind of on that is easy enough to explain to the non-gamer. Um, let's see, we have welcome we have to.
1: Three people like simultaneously say welcome to. <laughs>
2: yep. And that one is just, you print out a sheet, uh, which all of them should be available online. So you just print out the sheet and you can just start playing. Um, someone flips the card so everyone sees what they are. But otherwise, you just put a camera on the cards; so it works up just fine. Yahtzee does not count. Uh, just one. Could you do just one over Zoom?
1: You could totally play Yahtzee.
2: I mean, you could play Yahtzee. It's just each person's taking their own turn. Yeah. The, the advantage with Roland rights is everyone's working at the same time, or everyone's playing at the same time. So yes, you can play Yahtzee. You could. You could also play solitaire. It, it would be the same thing. <laughs> Kitty's <laughs> thinking.
1: <laughs> trying to well, um, I play a card game where it's just you can't play it though. Like that's too much. Um, because everyone basically plays solitaire, but then all the aces go in the middle, and that wouldn't work.
2: Nah. Joe mentioned cartographers. I've not played that.
1: I've heard but really s- good things though.
2: I should look that up. Um, was there someone mentioned? What's the um, like you go on a road tour, the rock and roll one, the um, on tour. On tour? What's the one where you go on tour? Yes. Like,
1: and that was yeah, me that, that one. mentioned it. I, went, I only played it once, but I remember enjoying it very much.
2: So I don't
1: own it. I thought about buying it.
2: So how does just one work? Is one person just, the person who's guessing the word, they don't look at the chat, and then everyone else does? And you just type all, I guess you type your, word, your clues in the chat, but you have to reveal them all at the same time. Oh, I see what this is. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Basically, with just one, you're going to write your words down on a piece of paper. The person who's guessing is going to look away or something and not look. And then everyone else is going to reveal their words. And then anyone who has a matching word with somebody else, they just put their word down. You call the guesser back. The guesser looks and then makes the guess. I can see that. Actually, that hmm, that would be a good one. She does have one person in her, on her team that refuses to use any of her own pr- equipment to work remotely, which means that she can't actually talk on Zoom because she's VPNing into her work <laughs> computer and just the way it works, she can hear, but she can't talk. So I'm like, all right, you just have to exclude that person.
1: Yeah, that's something. Yeah.
2: Like she won't even use her phone to call into a meeting. She's like, "Nope." Yeah. I understand Some people it. need to be a little I, more flexible. I get it. I would normally get it if we weren't in a lockdown situation.
1: Yeah, like if this was your company asking you to do this every day, maybe I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. they are If, if, I, if they it was they a might normal be st- them to do it every day too. It, I, I mean, we don't obviously know the backstory yeah. on this person, I don't but know. maybe this has been yeah. like a point of contention for them and they've been like asking yeah. for these things and then they're like, "No, no, no." And then they're like, "Okay, fine. I'm never you know, I'm not doing that. And now it's like, okay, right. we kind of want you to use your own personal device. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not happening.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that much drama. This person's actually a temp. So it's like a contractor saying, no, I'm a, I'll contract with you, but you have to give me all my equipment. And I won't use my phone to, for work, which uh, again, in a normal situation, I would be, I would agree. It's like, okay, fine. Um, actually, I don't necessarily agree, but I understand in this situation, you kind of have to be a little bit flexible, but anyway, that's that's that just limits the amount of games that you'll be able to participate in. Um, Santorini, actually, Santorini would be a great um, game to play remotely. It also is available on iPad and iPhone. I don't, I'm pretty sure it has remote play as well, but I think it's more fun to play in person um, or like physical. And if you both had a board, you could just match the boards. Uh, let's see what else is in here: wavelength and wits and wages, wagers and categories. I saw um, they
1: just released a digital version of wavelength that you can play. I think remotely, people.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wavelength would be pretty easy too because you're just. I haven't played it, but it looks like it's not all that complex. It's a meter and a and a and a card. So as long as everyone can see the the meter, it should be just fine. Um, party games, most mm, mini party games would work fine.
1: Oh, um, Christopher says that Wavelength reminds him of espionage on Jackp- Jackbox, which I have played and enjoyed. So mm. that's fun. Mm. Yeah. Now, now maybe I just won't bother. <laughs> we haven't done an
2: episode on Rolling Rights yet, have we? On what? Rolling Rights? I think we did. It, uh, now I have to go we back and check. Me. Oh, then we've oh, never then done we we one never on did Rolling Rights.
1: Maybe we just talked a lot about them,
2: yeah. I mean, in
1: other things.
2: <laughs> I don't think they're games that we tend to play that often, but I kind of want to make a list of role and rights that I really like so that we can just kind of put a list together. Um, Cause like I have Avenue that I've literally been sitting on my shelves for, I don't know, three years, which looks like it's going to be a great game. It literally can play up to, I mean, a hundred plots, as long as you have sheets, you can play any number. And all this is, is a card gets shown up and it's a path. And you put that path on your little map and you're trying to cl- collect or connect, I think castles with trees or something like that. Um, but Those types of games are very useful for situations like this. They're also useful for any kind of like work event where it's like you just want to get everyone on the same page and like team building or whatever. It's like, all right, we're going to play this game. It's very simple. Explain the rules to you real quick. Boom, boom, boom. And now we're going to play. And then now you have something in your hand that you can show around. It's like, oh, this is how I built my city or my railroads or my... Um, in the case of Avenue, My Kingdom, or whatever, um, I just think that's kind of a neat idea that I've not yet made work, but I want to. So mm-hmm. now I have to research rule and rights. Um. Oh, but I talked about. I didn't talk about my painting. So this Cthulhu, <laughs> I oh, played this right. game with Sarah. <laughs> more we about thought me.
1: We successfully distracted you from talking about your painting.
2: You didn't. You failed. Never. You failed so hard. No, so I I finished playing this game. This is the third time I played it. And every single time I play it, I like it twice as much as the time before. So I decided to open up all the other boxes. I had, I had already like, pre-painted the core box. So now I've opened the other boxes. I started painting those. And so I'm one... It was a Kickstarter, so I have three boxes of miniatures. So I'm two boxes done and one box to go, plus the giant Cthulhu. Now that one's going to be a tricky...
1: Actually, going to paint that giant
2: Cthulhu. I'm actually going to paint it. So I've been doing some research on how because the way I've been painting uh, most of my board game miniatures now. So Zombie side, I just spray paint them a certain a single color so that I know the types and they it looks much nicer on the board. And you know the green ones are the base ones, red ones are you know, uh, abominations, etc. For Cthulhu, what I've been doing is priming it white and then using a wash. So it gives it this kind of watercolor-y look, which works really well for like an ethereal horror-type game. Um, So I really like the look. And that's how I'm going to do the giant Cthulhu.
1: I'm really excited to hear all about how airbrushes should be essential items any minute now. I
2: I am not going (laughs) to airbrush. No airbrushing. (laughs) Not even
1: the primer? (laughs) Uh,
2: No, no. Um, Primer is spray primer. So definitely not brush priming a two-foot miniature, two-foot megature, two-foot Cthulhu. A really big plastic figure.
1: I remember seeing it at Gen Con the year that we brought Player 3 and that it was larger than him. It certainly weighed more if it was not actually larger.
2: It's giant. Um, It's
1: very big.
2: So, But that's what I'm going to do. So and I was researching online how to make my own washes because I can... A half-ounce bottle of wash is about $3, $3 to $4, depending on the company you get it from. This is going to take probably 20 ounces of paint to paint. So I'm researching how to make my own washes using like basically um, uh, different mediums and stuff that you can mix pigment into and make it in a larger quantity. And I think i have what i need and i think i know what i'm gonna to have to do but now i just have to price it out to say is it cheaper to make my washes or is it going to be cheaper just to buy a whole bunch um and i'm not sure but either way it's going to cost me about a hundred dollars in paint to paint this thing which i don't think is essential but it is something i can get because if i don't go to amazon anything else that's shipping um they're shipping pretty quickly and it supports the company so i feel good about it i'm just saying all right that's my painting story you guys talk about something <laughs>
1: Great story, Chris. <laughs> so we talked—was um, it last week or the week before—about playing old games, replaying old games. Last week. Last week. It just feels, it feels like a month. It feels so long ago. <laughs> um, did you get any of your other games to the table that were on your list?
2: Um, no, I just got more <laughs> of the games that I've already played on my list. I so, pulled out a bunch of them, and then same I'm like, Chris. oh, Chris. Well, no, I pulled out, let's see, I pulled out Call of Adventure, Alien Frontiers, Root, um, and Black Angel, and I put them on the table, and I'm like, all right, we're going to play one of these. And then it's like, oh, let's play Cthulhu. I'm like, okay. And I, <laughs> then I took them all off the table <laughs> and put Cthulhu back out.
1: Twist my arm.
2: <laughs> okay, fine. I do not feel bad. I feel totally okay with that.
1: <laughs> I also didn't play any new games this week. I didn't even speak about our cabinet. You played in a new game, but I think we're talking about that next week. So.
2: (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers.
0: That's different, (laughs) though.
2: We can tease it a a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Fletcher jumped into our Vampire the Masquerade role playing game, and Spencer gave him a backstory, (laughs) and I thought you did great. Yeah.
0: Well, I think so. It was deliberate. I mean, I guess we can. I don't know how much we want to talk about now or, or next week, but I'll just say it was deliberate that. Spencer, who uh, is running the campaign, gave me like zero information, pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs)
2: yeah, and it worked out in the story quite well. Yeah, yeah. So we've been having so much
1: fun with this story.
2: Yeah, we will we will talk all about it and the story. Well, we're going to talk about playing role playing Mm -hmm. games online. Which, if you've never played a role playing game before, honestly, an online game would be pretty like it's an easy way to get into it, and I know I get, a but, lot
1: of new D and D players get into groups on Discord, and that's where they have only ever played. They've never played in real life.
2: Yeah, and it's it's not hard. I mean, it's it's basically just collaborative storytelling. Um, rules, yeah.
1: <laughs> Spencer actually just wrote a really good post on Reddit today, where somebody said, um, "I'm thinking of DMing a." dungeons and dragons game and but i don't want any players i just want to play my own characters and um somebody (laughs) told me that now i'm just writing a book
0: yep (laughs) yeah
1: so that's fun (laughs) they want to
0: dm and play their own characters
1: i don't know the people in i mean like it would be kind of a fun way to write a story of like giving your characters, like, stats and rolling dice to see what the outcome's going to be. Because these situations in role-playing games come up that, like, you have to make decisions based on what's already happened that you would never have chosen to put a character in this situation.
2: That's true. And that's why it's more interesting than, yeah. Yes. I mean, you've listened to a lot of authors talk about their methods, so you probably know... You've probably I've never heard, heard certain...
1: anyone use dice before.
2: No, no, but I'm, I'm certain <laughs> you've heard people talk about how the characters take a life of their own. It's like, yes. I didn't mean for that character to do that. It's just that's what that character did.
1: I put the character in a situation, and that's what the care if the character was in that situation, that's the only way that they would have behaved.
2: Right. You, know, you so,
1: really do get into a different headspace. And I think um, playing in RPGs can really help you achieve that better. I've definitely learned a lot more about, you know, making decisions differently than I would make decisions over my years of role play experience now. Which like I was talking the other day about like, oh, I still kind of consider myself a beginning role player. And like, like are you kidding me? You've been playing for like over six years now. <laughs> At what point do you stop being a beginner? I was like, oh, maybe I'm not anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know that not. anyone yeah <laughs> right
1: when somebody calls you on it was <laughs> yeah. like oh hey you started playing in like eight no it has got to be eight years ago we were playing before we got married
2: yeah i don't know i don't know what makes a beginner i don't know when you turn into i'm an expert role player because right? i've known people that've played a long time and they're still not expert role players that's true but so
1: maybe i'm just a beginner because i'm bad
2: maybe You're not that bad. Um, Oh,
1: thanks. (laughs) (laughs) What a kind compliment, Chris.
2: (laughs) And on that note.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We shall move away from spoiling next week's episode.
2: Yeah, I think that is enough for Tangent Talk. Uh, We will be more focused next week, we promise. But sometimes you just have to blow off some steam. Um, Also, next week... We we're going to keep doing this uh, spectator slash audience uh, Zoom chat thing for the foreseeable future. I did create a website, not a website, but a web page. So if you go to tabletopgametalk.com slash live, you will see the date of our next recording session along with the Zoom link to click on um, to join. So if you're ever wondering when the next session is or how you get connected. It's just tabletopgametalk.com slash live. Um, I'm not going to put it in the show notes just because the show notes, I want them to be a little bit more evergreen. And if I keep modifying it for Zoom, um, they tend to age poorly. But tabletopgametalk.com slash live. Um, I will put that link in the show notes, though. So if you can't remember that because I can't say it, just look at the show notes. You can click and it'll take you right there to get all the information you need. And for those who joined us tonight, hopefully you had fun. I'm going to unmute you for our post credits and <laughs> we'll see how that works. <laughs> um, otherwise, you can follow us on Facebook at Tabletop Game Talk Podcast. Twitter's at Tabletop Game T-L-K. Kitty lawful good mom. Fletcher's net Fletch. I am Game Master Chris. You can also leave us a review or help us out on Patreon. Go to TabletopGameTalk.com slash Patreon.
1: Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Thanks for listening, and remember we love your feedback. So email us with comments or questions about today's topic at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. I saw that. (laughs) 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 Finally, a huge thank you to our patrons. Adam Harrison, the SGC, the Gift of Games, Jason Strong, Terrence Miltner, Stephen Zeitz, Brian Arnold, Sean P. Kelly, C. Marie, Rudy Liu, Benjamin Heimowitz, Jerry Wang, Steph... I can't scroll, Caleb O'Brien, Jennifer Engelbrecht, Justin Willard, Christopher Dong, Jason Marks, Jeremy Fisher, David Radke, Nick Quickstra, David Sellers, Jason Rodney, Michael Yanikowski, Miles Clark, Cindy Lum, Phil Schwartzel, Anne Reynolds, Eric Huffman, Adrian Dong, Nate, Faz Flintham, Sean Peck, Eric Sealander, Mike Smith, Joe Hoover, Timothy Gross, Glenn Cotter, Jesse Wilkowiak, Gregory Huber, Don Gilstrap, Steven Judd, Leanne Verholst, Christopher Letko, John Lewis, Joe Racksta, Joe Ron Nelson, Sahara Wentworth, Weatherman Keefe, Nicholas Lotz, Agnes Toth, Paul Raymer, Timothy, Matthew Droke, Aaron Moore, Jesse Wheeler, and Charles Pearson.
2: Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. You
1: know, I looked ahead this week. And I was like, oh, it's been a while since I had to read the patrons, but I guess it's Fletcher's turn still. (laughs) No.
0: I was looking at it and I'm like, I'm going to read this again.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Changed it while I was reading the outro.